Enjoy the convenience of seven days a week banking and extended hours with Cube from First Arkansas Bank and Trust, member FDIC. As promised, here is Kevin McPherson, better known as Hoop Scoop, courtesy of Hogville.net. Now, I, I, I got to tell you, Kevin, I have to be careful how I phrase things because Rick will just jump all the way <laughs> down my throat mm, by no, virtue no. of how did I phrase this? Okay. So I used the term the last time Arkansas played Missouri as a must-win game. So I'm not going to use that terminology again because, <laughs> boy, that hurt last time Rick jumped all over me. I hadn't really recovered yet. Mm. Um, but let's just say this is a much-needed game that Arkansas needs to win. And then to compound it, it's in Columbia, Missouri, and you know the Tigers are wanting payback for what happened after they blew a 17-point first-half lead and ended up losing that game. So how, how would you position this game, uh, Kevin, uh, for the Arkansas basketball Razorbacks? Yeah, I'm, I'm not big on the must-win stuff, but sometimes it just, you know, you get to a point where that's just what it is. I, I don't think this this game. I think it's the next one at home against Ole Miss. Yeah. Arkansas has the luxury of being a full game ahead of Ole Miss. Ole Miss is in the tank. They're in the cellar, 14th place in the SEC at 0-5. Arkansas is tied with, I think, a couple of teams at 1-4 for next to last place. Uh, Missouri, you know, Arkansas, we knew they had the stretch of four road games at us the first six. Um, so this is a game Arkansas badly needs. I mean, this they, they really could use not only their first road win, but to stop this skid. I mean, they've lost three games in a row, all by double-digit margins. They've lost four of their last five games, the lone exception being the comeback at home against Missouri when Missouri's ranked 20th. Now, Arkansas had a 47-point second half. It was Arkansas's best half of basketball and probably really, truly only their – they're only really good half of basketball since SEC play began. And that's a big statement because we're five games through now. Uh, it's been that bad. And, you 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 know, the last couple of games now you've fallen down on defense. That's where Arkansas, that's the strength of the team. And Arkansas had not really been bad defensively, you know, starting one and two in league play uh, for the most part. In these, in these last two games, specifically the second half against Bama, uh, the second half against, uh, excuse me, Vanderbilt, um, and then, you know, the defense has seemed to back, have had, had a backslide with all the other problems that are going on on offense. And we know we've talked so much about that. So, to answer your question, I think Arkansas, it's obvious that, you know, if you could have a turnaround, you'd love it to be on the road. They're 0-3 on the road. Get back in the win column, come back to home to play Ole Miss and, you know, give yourself a chance to kind of turn things with consecutive wins like you you know, Arkansas had that turning point the last two seasons around this time. On the other hand, if they do lose on the road to Missouri, the one thing you want to see is a return to improvement on defense. This is one of the better offensive teams, opponents in the country. That was the case a couple of weeks ago. Uh, Missouri's still a top-ten rated offense, and now they're at home where they've been outstanding. I mean, you know, they're coming off back-to-back road losses. Uh, but here's a team that's, you know, had wins against an Illinois team when it was ranked, Kentucky when it was ranked. Kentucky's not as bad as it turns out as we thought. Went on the road and upset Tennessee. Um, and then, and then, of course, Mizzou edged Vanderbilt at home before its most recent, its last win before its mo- most recent two-game skid. So, 
I don't think this is must win, but win or lose, I think Arkansas's the must win is Saturday against Ole Miss. As weird as that sounds, if you can't beat the worst team in the SEC on your home court, you might be in for a lot more world of hurt. And where Arkansas has shown signs the past couple of years, guys, in their turnarounds is where they started getting better defensively and other things fell into place, even if they weren't great shooting threes or doing certain things offensively. But they've gone the wrong direction on defense here lately, so they've got to get that corrected first. I don't know how effective that's going to be again against a high-powered Missouri team. Offensively, Arkansas does have a size advantage. They use that to strengths at home. Uh, not only getting to the free throw line, but bully ball on their way to the basket in that 47-point second half. But a, playing on the road is a much different thing, and, and this is going to be, you know, maybe a bit of an uphill climb for this Arkansas team. You know, Kevin, one of the things you can start with on defense is don't foul as much because uh, the last two opponents have each gotten 36 free throws. That's a lot of free throws. Just don't foul as much. And even if they hit shots, you're not going to give them those opportunities. The other thing is, and I'm a game-at-a-time guy, Randy's going Randy's to get on me now when I'm going to say this. After Missouri, the next three conference games are all at home, and they're all winnable, Ole Miss, LSU, and Texas A&M. And the next road game is at South Carolina. So regardless of what happens tomorrow night, there's an excellent opportunity to right the ship to at least perhaps get up to 500 by the time you start your deep into the second half of the season. So yeah, I'm, I'm with you. If they don't win this game, they don't win it. It'd, be, it'd just be nice to see some improvement and maybe make this a, a play really well whether they win or not. Yeah, I, th- I think that's important. I mean, I'm not into moral victories. Right. But, I mean, Arkansas's had awful starts. Not yeah. this bad. This is their yeah. worst start in five years. You have to go back yeah. to Mike Anderson's last season. Yeah. And that team was 1-5, so it started 1-4 and four and then lost its next game. Arkansas could very well match that if it loses, but – but, but in the last two seasons, they've started slow, and they've had to have a turnaround point. And, and sometimes, you know, if you if you remember, or you may not, but it seemed like Arkansas was getting just a little bit better in certain areas when they started 0-3 last year. Before they – and then they blew out a really bad Missouri team at home and then went on the road and beat, you know, what was a highly regarded LSU team at that point on the road. And, and then they got – you know, they had the, the momentum going in their, their direction. This time it might be before they can get to that really bad Ole Miss team, or at least it looks like a bad Ole Miss team, 0-5, the only winless team in the league at home, you know, to you know avoid having another 1-5 start going back five years ago. That means they're going to have to win at Missouri to do that. So, I mean, that's, you know, this is a, a tough, but it's a great challenge at the same time because if you're worried about your defense, you're going to get a great challenge from a top-10 offensive team. Uh, and we'll see how Arkansas responds. I think Arkansas matches up better with Missouri than it than it does some of these other teams. I thought, but I did think Arkansas also matched up great with Vanderbilt. I didn't think that was a good Vanderbilt team defensively. It was porous. We saw Arkansas kind of have its way for the most part and, until Vanderbilt was unstoppable. A lot of that was excessive fouling, uh, Rick. Back to back games, now Arkansas its opponents have shot ten or more free throws. Uh, for the entire game, that's Bama and Vanderbilt both, uh, which for a team like Arkansas that struggles on offense and now its defense is failing, the last thing you want to do is foul. So that was a great point you made. I think Arkansas's gotten to be a lot more reactive on defense lately and not as proactive, and, and they're not, you know, it's adversity. And so when a team has a good run of plays, 
it has a little success. It looks like Arkansas defenders are panicking, or they're not re- You know, they're not being proactive. Um, they're flat-footed sometimes, just kind of ball watching. And uh, these teams are taking advantage of it. I, I, I couldn't believe, honestly, uh, that they were outscored by 23 points in the last 17 minutes against Vanderbilt. I mean, it happened. I believed it because I saw it. But I, that opponent and. It, Alabama has NBA-level players, and you understood that late run. Arkansas was in that game late, five minutes to go down to. Bama struck quick and fast and got it to double digits in, a, in less than a minute on those three back-to-back-to-back three-pointers. But they had NBA-level guys doing that. Vanderbilt is not running that kind of talent out on the floor. Arkansas has that kind of talent. And sometimes it's not just about your talent. It's how you're playing, where guys' heads are, is there good chemistry, are they – and, and that's where the things seem to fall apart, and Vanderbilt took full advantage of that. Well, you might have liked my last point. You may not like this one. I personally believe that Vanderbilt won the game because of Anthony Black's behavior. Now, and I'm told he was doing the same thing against Alabama, and nobody paid attention because it was a home game. This idea of mouthing off to the other team's benches and coaches and standing over people, which he should have gotten a technical foul for, in the first half, it didn't hurt Arkansas. In the second half, he got no calls. He was one for seven from the floor, and Vanderbilt was very inspired by what happened at the end of the first half. Is this something that should be addressed, and is this something you've seen? Now, we're only talking about last game where it was a major factor. Is this Has this ever occurred with Anthony Black before? Because I haven't seen it until last game, and then somebody told me it was similar to, against Alabama. Yeah, so it's happened a few times with him. Kamani Johnson, some of his fouls now are a little bit excessive. And I'm, and then he's John. <clears throat> and, and here's the thing. I actually tweeted about this as it was happening during the game. I thought it was a bad look. This reminds me of a football team that's down by three touchdowns and they pick up a, 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 a third <laughs> down and four to move the chains and the receiver jumps up yeah. celebrating and pointing first right. down. I'm like, man, look, get, get to the huddle. You got a lot right. of work to do to turn things around. What are you celebrating? You're right. losing. Yeah. So even though Arkansas was leading at that time, they're in a bad spot in their season. You're on the road. You, there's no room for stirring stuff up like that. Go play basketball. Make make your statements uh, between the lines and, and during the live ball stuff. Don't you know? No need for that. And so I'm not going to sit here and run down Anthony Black. Um, I understand. I mean, he's a very talented player, one of Arkansas's very best players. So. This guy's a lottery pick. He's a top five. And I think pick he's a fantastic right player, but I do don't. Yeah. I don't think there's room for that. Whether you're rolling or, or, or losing, and especially when you're losing, uh, you need to be focused on things that matter, not stuff like that. That's my opinion. Well, let me ask you one other question. You may have to address this after the break, and then Randy, I'm dominating. I'm sorry, but if you have callers, call them. But do you think, in light of what you just said, Arkansas does have talent? Do you think we have overvalued Arkansas's talent? And when you look at the things that this team can't do or doesn't do well, and, and obviously you take two great players out, That's and I understand the loss of that, but you've still got a lot of players that were regarded highly regarded coming in. Have we over-evaluated Arkansas's talent? Yes and no, because because of who they had that are not that are no longer available. Um they're save, looking save your, to, for save, guys save to maybe answer. do things. Yeah, hold, hold on your answer, Kevin. I'm, I'm really interested in what you say about this when we get the music, and I don't, I don't want you to be interrupted. Okay, go. Here, so, okay. Hold that thought. Hold that thought. All right, Rick Schaefer, I'm Randy Rainwater. Again, joined by Kevin McPherson, better known as Superscoop, courtesy of Hogville.net, Drive Time Sports. We'll continue in just one moment. 
the number one sports radio show in Arkansas. Drive Time Sports on the Buzz Radio Network. Drive Time Sports here at the Buzz Radio Network. Rick Schaefer, I'm Randy Rainwater, joined again by Kevin McPherson, better known as Hoop Scoop, courtesy of Hogville.net. And right before the break, Rick asked you about this group of Razorback basketball players, overrated or otherwise. Yeah, he and he he used the phrase overvalued. That may be the overvalued. same thing. I, I, well, maybe the same thing. It's semantics, but I. And yes and no is my answer. I think because of the losses of Nick Smith and Trevin, you you need guys to be scorers who you weren't necessarily counting on to take as many shots or or you know. And then when they're being left open for three, by the way, these teams are scheming now with no players that can really stretch the floor that you have in your rotation. You know they're taking shots that aren't necessarily in their wheelhouse because that's what the defense is given. So from that standpoint. You know, if you look at the individual pieces and individual talent, to me, it, it, it supersedes what the level of results are right now because as it comes together, they're missing. And so this is why they, you know, people that are being critical and saying, well, he should have recruited more shooters, whether through the portal or in the high school class, that kind of becomes a valid point when you were basically relying on two guys, one as a front court player who wasn't going to take a heavy volume anyway, and, of course, Nick Smith Jr., who can take him in volume and be efficient and then get to the free throw line as well, and he's an 80% free throw shooter. So Arkansas is missing a lot of things right now that would help in so many areas where they're not very good at. So yes. the answer is yes and no. I don't, I don't think the players themselves are overrated, but I think collectively because they're missing certain skill sets, it can be a bad look. I mean, they, yeah, so if you don't know – what's going on within the program and what's been going on with some of this adversity. And you just look at it on the surface. You're like, these guys are five stars. These guys are all, we're all ready to top 100. You, you know, this was one of the top uh, transfer classes, portal classes in the country. Uh, this team's not been very good lately. And so you, you look at it from that standpoint, but I'll flip it the other way. Arkansas played a decent non-conference schedule, a pretty good one. And, you know, Maui was a big part of that. Oh, yeah. Oklahoma had a neutral site. Uh, that's still a respectable team. And, and Arkansas had a good run, mostly meant, not being at full strength, but for one game mm-hmm. and looked pretty good for the most part, especially defensively. And so we weren't talking like this then. Uh, but right now, yeah, right now it's, I think it's a valid question to ask. And I do think individually, if you look at these guys and their ratings, I don't think they're overrated as much as I think when you put the combination together, Arkansas is just missing valuable skill sets and, and traits that, that are – you know, part of the downfall right now. Well, I would say that was a very rational answer that as you were talking made me think that you could have five stars on your offensive line, five-star running backs, four-star receivers, and if your quarterback isn't very good, you're going to struggle on the football field. So, that I mean, that's kind of what I was picturing as you were saying that, is yeah. that you can have talented players but if now all of a sudden they have to do what they're not called to do, so I get that, and I, and I you know, I, we could all debate this. We're never going to know probably how good Nick Smith Jr. is because whenever he comes back, we may still never see him at his at his best. Trayvon Brazil, that was the loss. I, in my opinion, he was the best player on the team, and so that loss probably has hurt more than any other. And of course, they were winning without Nick Smith when Brazil was there. So yeah, you take those two guys out. That that. that that's, those are brutal losses. I understand that. 
There, there's no doubt. And Trevor Brazil is probably the most unique, versatile player Arkansas had because of his length and size and athleticism and skill set. One of the things, one of the reasons why Nick Smith Jr. is still, I put out a, a, an updated mock draft from one of the better ones, Rookie Wire, that USA Today uses that service. And Nick's still projected to be the sixth overall player, so he's not fallen much. Uh, and it's because it's not just because of his three-level ability to score. He facilitates, and he gets to the line, free throw line in volume, and he converts. Uh, so there's just, you know, there's a lot of hit stuff there that there's just not, en- not enough of with other guys. I mean, you see Anthony Black's had some good scoring games, uh, but it's kind of hit and miss there. Uh, Ricky Council has struggled in SEC play, even though he's put up some good numbers in some games. I think it's been harder for him to convert. Uh, because he's a he's a one on one kind of a, a, a driver. You know, he's not driving off cuts and, and catching passes off of good cuts and, and making things simple. He's got to beat his his man off the dribble, and then he's got two or three guys helping, and it's just harder to finish. Uh, he's not getting to the line as much, and so I think it's just a multitude of things. And Arkansas is one dimensional offensively. They had some success at Vanderbilt, made seven of eighteen from the three point line. And you're thinking, okay, this is if you knew just that stat, the way Arkansas typically plays defense and uh, you know other things, you would think, well, Arkansas had a great chance to win that game. Uh, it just didn't work out that way because they gave up ten of eighteen from three. Guys, this was a team that was averaging opponents were averaging sixty four points a game before these last two games, uh, or excuse me, before, even before the Vanderbilt game, only sixty four a game, and Vanderbilt scored sixty three in the second half. You know, again, this is a team, these rosters not stuck, filled with future NBA players or offensive stars. Uh, but that was the kind of, that, that was the kind of look Arkansas's defense gave, uh, in the final 20 minutes of that game. And, uh, you know, you, you, you take the Bama game and the Vanderbilt game in three point shooting. Arkansas was limiting teams to just over five threes per game. And that's how they were offsetting their own inadequacies on offense shooting for three was limiting teams to attempts, makes, and keeping the percentages down in the 20s. Those two teams combined for, what was it, 19 of 38, 50%, and they basically Mm -hmm. doubled up the per-game makes. You cannot backslide on defense in this league when you're having other issues, whether it be turnovers, not being able to make threes yourself, not being good at the free throw line, shooting too many threes. Arkansas seems to have really drilled down on that, but now their defense has gone the other way. How fragile, I know that that term sometimes maybe doesn't necessarily fit the situation, but uh, the confidence level, I know uh, Coach Musselman commented on that uh, earlier today about the confidence of this team, and it comes from having success and it comes from winning games. But how fragile do you think this confidence is right now with Arkansas, Kevin? I think it's very fragile. I mean, I look at the 15-0 run Vanderbilt had. That was basically one guy. Now, he's a senior, but not an exceptional athlete, not an exceptional player, plays off the bench. Jordan Wright, I'll give him credit. But one guy, they played iso ball through one guy, no matter what Arkansas threw at him, he scored or got to the free throw line. That's how fragile things are. One guy can beat you, you know, who's averaging 10 points a game. Anybody can get hot. But outside of that run, everybody was doing things for Vanderbilt. Scoring-wise, but just even that stretch of play showed me how fragile Arkansas is because they were on their heels. They were not proactive. They were not playing confident basketball. They were not 
And then they now the only answer they have if they can't stop a guy from scoring is to foul him. Well, that's not defense. Those are free throws. <laughs> that's what that translates mm-hmm. to. So right now they're very fragile. When I, when I saw them really decay defensively in that game, that's one game. But really, if you go back to the end of Bama, the, the defense was, had issues there. That's more explainable because about how good Bama is and the talent level. Vanderbilt, I'm still puzzled as to how that team scored 63 points in the second half. Uh, this is a thought. Well, let's get to Savage first and his post on the Asher Record Service Company live in feedback. Does Kevin think any of the signed basketball recruits will make the McDonald's All-American game? Yeah, Arkansas got a chance that both they fall and uh, Leighton Blocker are McDonald's All-Americans. They're both ranked nationally in the top 25 in most of the services. Blocker today moved up eight spots, number 21 in Rivals update. Um, he's a composite five-star. Bay Falls in the top 15. So I think Bay Falls probably, if you were picking out of the two, the one that has the easiest path, I say easy, the most likely path, he's higher rated, uh, would be Bay Falls. But I, I think Leighton Blocker, Leighton Blocker's got a great shot, and, and, and probably right now I'd give him an edge to making that game, even though he's in the kind of the 20 to 25 range in the rankings. I still think he's going to likely make it uh, just based on how things sit right now. So Arkansas has two signees in the earlier period. I just named them. And I think for sure one of those guys, most likely one of those guys gets in. And I think, you know, the odds are that they get two based on where things stand right now. All right, Kevin, we will talk with you later on in the week. That is Kevin McPherson. They're known as Hoop Scoop, courtesy of hogville.net.